What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. <laughs> oh. Me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Behind the Gorilla. Um, we got a handful of things to talk about. Got an interesting topic. Uh, uh very sensitive topic that we're going to talk about today so that'll be that'll be fun (laughs) okay we'll get to that um that'll be the main show but uh also well we got to talk a little david arquette we're going to talk a little xfl we we got a full show today harris as opposed to every other week when we do truncated shows (laughs) it's never once happened no never never ever so uh all right what do you want to start with Oh, geez. Um, I know some good stuff happened in the world of wrestling this week. Obviously, I don't I, I, I didn't get a chance to watch everything or talk about all of it. But I want to point out two things specifically that I realized were happening. Uh, we complained a lot about like the booking decisions that were made in the Royal Rumble. Right. And the things I think that bothered us the most other than Edge returning, which bothered Mark more than anything. Yeah. Uh, it was the choice to have Charlotte win the Royal Rumble and have Brock Lesnar be eliminated from the Men's Royal Rumble following a low blow from Ricochet, right? Right. Charlotte, we don't need more Charlotte. We've seen everything they could do with her, and Brock taking the L that way doesn't make anybody look particularly good. If you're trying to build up Drew, you, you could have just let him eliminate Brock clean. But right. I just the amount of like snarky snark we have on this show for whatever's happening in WWE at the moment. I just, I feel like it's fair to come on here and point out this. They are doing the best thing they possibly could be doing with both of those angles. Like they took them and they're continuing to build on them in interesting ways. Uh, Ricochet has a match with Brock Lesnar for the title this week. Now he's not going to win, but I appreciate that there, it wasn't just a random dumb thing that happened in the Rumble. Right. That he hit Ricochet with a low blow the week before. Ricochet hits him, eliminates him, and now there's a chance for payback and there's a match. Sure. That's fun. It's an actual story now. It isn't just dumb random happenstance, and I salute them for doing that. Also, Charlotte Flair, they knew, hey, we don't need to see her fight Becky again. We certainly don't need her to try to be a babyface. By fighting heel Bailey at WrestleMania. That's a terrible idea. So they sent her to NXT. Perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. Like it, it makes not, no sense, but yes, it, it well, sure. it, I mean, if you know, third brand, all that kind of no, stuff. No, it, it makes no sense. But yeah. uh but but it is the best matchup. No, so ultimately good, right. that's good. As far as like wrestling match wise, sure, that's the best one. Oh Definitely. yeah, no. It's but as far great. as any sort of in-story kayfabe logic, makes absolutely zero. No, sense. you know she's Charlotte. She wants to show NXT no, that no, she's no, still no, the best. No, 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 Harris. See, what it I think no I'm sense. hearing is you don't think it makes sense. I don't think anyone really thinks it makes sense, except mm, from a okay. booking match quality standpoint. Mm, okay. Which, in that case, it clearly is the right choice. <laughs> which nobody cares about storyline anything anyway, so you know, it doesn't matter. 
I, all right. Well, I think it works. I think her pride is a good storyline. I think the fact that she kind of wants to impress herself on someone else because she's arrogant and the absolute worst, sure. that all kind of makes sense to me. But, you know, that's fine. To each their own. I just I, – I noticed those two things happening earlier this week. Like those were the rumors at first, and then that's kind of what ended up happening. Mm-hmm. Good for you, WWE. You're telling stories around yeah. WrestleMania season. This thing happens and leads to something else the next week. Look at you go. I'm really proud. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Goldberg's coming back to wrestle oh, Fiend. Good Lord. Yeah, I forgot about that. I'm really mad because I'm just mad they're doing it for the Saudi Arabia show. That that makes me angry because I'm excited about it because I don't care. I still want to see Goldberg wrestle, but mm-hmm. I, I hate having to watch the Saudi Arabia shows after we got gypped in the first one. It's going to be really weird to see how they balance Goldberg, whose whole thing is just being a tank and no-selling, and The Fiend, whose yeah. entire in-ring demeanor is just being a monster and not selling anything. Yeah, it'll be like, it'll would... be weird. Sure, you know, because there's a part of you that's like, surely they're not dumb enough to have like Goldberg win the title. But then there's a part of your brain that goes, yeah, but they might be. And part of me is fine with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean... I don't like it, but it would be pretty funny. Look, man, I'm a mark for like four people in wrestling, yep. and one of them is Goldberg. Yeah, that's fair. Listen, I understand. Uh, yeah, Mr. Bailey fan. You know she's going to be on the pre-show now that the Charlotte match is out. Oh, yeah, probably, but she might actually have some time to work. So Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? That's um, what Sasha said in their interview. She was like, yeah, you know, I'm really excited to show up to WrestleMania and stand at ringside while Bailey has a match and I'll probably still get paid the same amount and I'll be on the pre-show <laughs> so I can leave kind of early you know like she's just leaning right into it it's very funny well she's not wrong no she's not um let's see AEW had a really good show again um some some great moments uh one of the best moments SCU took on best friends in a uh in a tag match and we had Another classic Orange Cassidy moment when everyone everyone had taken each other out on the outside and we're all sprawled, laying down on the ground, and he just comes walking over, steps over a couple of bodies, and then just lies down in the middle of all of them. It was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, so that was that was awesome. Um, and then they had a fantastic end segment with Cody getting whipped by MJF. Yeah, how what what led to that? What stipulation Gosh. led to that? So, you know, MJF was Cody's, like, apprentice mm-hmm. thing for, yeah. for a while and then turned yeah. on Cody, cost him the title and any further chance at the title right. in the Jericho match at uh, whatever that last pay-per-view was called, Full Gear, I think. And, I um, think so. So now they've been having a program, and now it's, of course, the classic babyface wants to get revenge on the heel but the heel is not going to let him because the heel doesn't have to do anything why would i fight you when i know you just want to tear my head off you know that that type of thing right so what he finally did was he's like all right cody you want you want me so bad well i have a few conditions and they were you can't touch me between now and revolution no matter what you have to wrestle um his heavy Oh my gosh, I always forget his name. Wardlow. His heavy <laughs> Wardlow, who's enormous. You have to wrestle him in a steel cage. 
and you have to take 10 lashes from me. Those were the three stipulations. And Cody Cody accepted them. He accepted them all. So that, that happened on this show. And it sounds so goofy because it's like, that's just weird. And also it's weird because like wrestlers get hit with stuff all the time. You're like, this is not any right. different. Like this shouldn't be a big deal. But good gosh, if anyone could get something like this <laughs> over, it is Cody freaking Rhodes. Wow, it was amazing. Like, I can't even explain it. It it was just done so well and so believable. And everything was done for real. Cody's well, yeah. back is bleeding and swollen from getting whipped with this belt from another, you know, grown man. Right. And it was... It, it was it was fantastic. You have like Dustin coming out and like you, you had all of his friends coming out at, at different times to like yeah. continue to support him. It was so well done. It was awesome. And then, you know, even like one of the but one of the last ones, MJF then gives it to Wardlow, who's, you know, twice his size. And, you know, he just decks him with it. And then and then he finally like finished. And you have the whole time MJF's like, just quit. Just quit, Cody. It'll all be over. Just quit. And he, you know, doesn't do it. And then he finally hits the last one. You just see MJF with this look of, like, horror. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he thought he was going to quit. And now now he's in big trouble. So it was, it was awesome. Great storytelling. Huh. And it, it was really good. So definitely one of the best segments I've seen. Um, and cool. the rest of the show was good, too. He had some good matches and everything. Um, so, yeah, AEW was great. Uh, some other stuff. Tanner Conti is out. I know, dude. WWE. What? I what? wonder what happened. That was weird. I'm so disappointed. I mean, she couldn't wrestle for crap, but I don't care because she was nice to look at. Right after we got that retweet during the Super Bowl, too. I know. It's ridiculous. I know. I was very disappointed in that. So that I was, was proud of that. that. I was proud of that tweet, though. Yeah, that was nice. Get spotlight out there. She's one I was of like, our, she was our one of our minor patron saints. Our minor patron saints. The key is to identify and be fans of people who are so like small time that they mm-hmm. might actually see you. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> that is the secret. You can't aim trick. big. Right, that's how we set do it. Low that's, bars. That's the brand. Exactly. Low. Well, except for David Arquette, that was a really high bar, but we were lucky with that. Um. Uh, is there any other? I don't think there's really any. Other Not wrestling that I think thing. it's that was super pressing. Um, it sounds like we have enough to to get on with, you know. Sure. Uh, okay, so moving on. That that's a nice segue into what's up with David Arquette. Now, Harris, pretty cool thing happened. It's not every day you get a. You get a package in the mail from from David Arquette, but I did I got just that yesterday because you know David Arquette has a new documentary coming out. It's gonna debut at the like SX something South by Southwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. XSW. That was that was the other one. Yeah, that the South by Southwest Film Festival in Austin, I believe, in March. I think it's like the last week of March. And, uh, so of course his documentary over the past couple of years of him basically joining the wrestling business for real for the first time to help 
clear his name after 2000 like it needed clearing. That was amazing. But anyway, he, you know, because some morons out there who don't respect David Arquette as the wrestler that he is or was, well, he felt he had something to prove and so gets back in the ring for real and he's had a documentary crew following him around and it's going to be ready to go here in a couple of months or I guess like a month and a half now at this point because we're already in February. So yeah, no kidding. They're starting to kind of just just slowly promote this thing. I'm not sure what the release is going to be for it. I'm assuming it would probably just be on demand. But uh, so they there's been different things for several months. I know they started because they were at Sundance and and they've been they've been to a few other film festivals. I know doing promotion for other stuff, but uh-huh. as a part of it, they have these stickers that just say "You cannot kill David Arquette" because that's the name of the documentary. And so I saw some, you know, he he has some friends and some other people that are involved that would post pictures with the, you know, with the stickers places. And so I was like, that's pretty cool. I was like, that'd be pretty cool to, to be able to do. So I just tweeted out a picture of it and was like, you know, hey, where can we get some of these, some of these stickers to plaster all over Atlanta? And then a couple days went by and then I get on the Twitter account, I get DM'd from David Arquette saying, asking for my address so sent that to him and was like interesting well a week later yesterday i get a little like envelope in the mail with like 20 you cannot kill david arquette stickers including this other sticker that he slipped in there just one of them where it's a picture of him and it says deputy dewey but the deputy is crossed crossed out and it says sheriff dewey and then it's written underneath has a posse and then it has like his height and weight on it. I'm not really sure what it means, but it's awesome. Dude, I saw that and I love it. That's, it's amazing. It's really cool. I'm disappointed only one of them was sent because I, I know, I know. That I was really cool. That, I feel like that might have been like early in his wrestling career, maybe. Like maybe you know. But that it's was awesome. The whole thing. Dewey has a posse, and it's like you know his fan base or something. I don't know. I kind of want to know the story behind that. Like I would get a T-shirt with this on it. Like in a heart. It's pretty cool. It's really, really cool. So, David, if you're listening, T-shirts <laughs> with this this sticker on there, I I think it'd be a hot seller. Um, but anyway, so he sent a bunch of these little like mini. It's like a mini bumper sticker. That's like the size of it. It's not like yeah. the size of a full bumper sticker. It's like a mini one. So I got a bunch of these, and I'm gonna start putting them everywhere. I already put one on my Yeti, and uh, yeah, we can start we can start putting them all over Harris. It's gonna be pretty awesome. Like I said, I think other people's cars is really the move here. <laughs> look, look, look at it this way, right? Look at it this way. Uh, limited reach, perhaps, but for those like twenty people, they're gonna be so puzzled that they're absolutely gonna <laughs> Google that and find out about it, and probably watch the movie. So you could put them on like a street sign or like a board somewhere, sure. And most people will like see them and kind of ignore them. If you walk up to your car and somebody has put a bumper <laughs> sticker on your car without your knowledge or consent, you're going to take notice. Oh, yes. Yes, most definitely. Um, that's not a bad idea. I think it is, though. I think it is a bad idea. I think it's a really <laughs> bad idea. Why? You just came up with it. I don't know. I can't I can't think of anything. I just it's a gut feeling. What we need to do is go to some of these wrestling shows and just mm. put put a few of them around. That's, That's true. what we need to do. 
I'm so mad. The big, uh, like, indie wrestling promotion in this area, Southern Honor Wrestling, which started, I don't know, like a year year ago or something. It's in Canton. Right. And all their shows are the first Friday of every month. And Ooh. every single, like, month, for the next, like, three months, I have a baseball game on the first Friday. It's starting with last night because they had a show yeah. last night. And I'm so mad about it because I haven't been able to go to one of their shows yet. <sighs> one of these days. One you gotta have days. something to look forward to, right? Yep, yep. But anyway, I think that's the move. I'm trying to get to some of these uh, local shows and, and give some of them out. But anyway, that was pretty cool. That was pretty yeah. cool. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right, Harris, do you want to uh, – let's – we got to talk a little XFL because okay. the okay. XFL is underway right now. We're recording this Saturday evening. Unfortunately, both of our teams – are actually not playing today. So we can't actually talk about uh, my Renegades and his Guardians uh, for this week, which I'm actually um, I'm, uh, quite mad about. But there are a couple of games that have taken place today. So, Harris, have you uh, gotten to watch any of it? Uh, I'm watching the second one wrap up now, but I didn't get to a television and start watching the games until there were like four for I'm sorry till they were in the fourth quarter of this second game it's the Wildcats and the uh, Roughnecks the Roughnecks are killing them just really putting it on them and they've had a 20 point lead the entire time I'm watching yeah boy but it's fun seems cool the kickoff I like the kickoff a lot that looks really neat it's so weird though it is really weird it's just funny to watch them stand that close to one another but not be able to move that's why it looks so strange right you're used to that momentum of like an opening kickoff, but right. it doesn't exist. But uh, I don't know. Uh, how many people seem to be at these? I, I haven't watched any of the games I, yet. I can't tell. Where is – let me figure out where the Wildcats play. L.A. It looks like – well, yeah. It looks like a smaller – Wait, isn't isn't Houston the home team? Well, that's what I'm trying – are they? Mm, I, I don't know. know. I could I be no wrong. Idea. I could have sworn. What a lame name. Yeah, Houston's the home team. Oh, okay. Well, Houston, where did they? Houston and DC are both. We're both the home teams. DC crushed Seattle, and then uh, looks like yeah, Houston crushed LA. So great. Well, D- it seems like our DC thought seems to be possibly on the money. Um, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's early to say, you know, but it is possible. But uh, tomorrow, you know, we got some good matchups. I'm going to have to watch the Dallas Renegades one afterwards because I got a doubleheader baseball to cover on Sunday. But um, so in answer to your initial question, um, they're playing in the University of Houston Stadium. So it's not that big. And it's maybe maybe like half full. I mean, it's basically like a lower tier college game you know what i mean like a random mac game on like a thursday night like there's people there it's not empty you know the weather's good people like football it's fun but it's not packed by any means i mean i would say like it's a moderate you know like thursday night acc game level of attendance it's not bad but it's not you know it's not a sellout that's not so yeah it's not good well for a secondary league i mean i think it's fine yeah, but you There's would a lot think of NFL like games the that opening one might do well of of any of them. 
apparently the like it seems like people have been watching all day like the engagement's been really good so yeah yeah so that's good but uh so that's interesting so i uh, hand now i forgot what our picks were so we made picks for this uh for this week which of course we now won't even be able to fully talk about on the show but uh yeah so far we're both one and one because i picked <laughs> dc and la and you picked seattle and houston so <laughs> great yeah so not 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 too great not 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 too great start great of a start but anyway that's not why we're talking about the xfl harris we're talking about the xfl because it's just too perfect. It started when they first came out with their names and, you know, and logos. And then those little paragraph write-ups, which were hilarious. And we got a whole show in. Mark's Mystery Box. Check that out in the archives. And then last week, we found out that they had, like, a one-sentence, like, battle cry tagline for each of their, like, home openers. And that was great. Well, this week, I found out earlier today, or no, yesterday, they came out, and now each team has their own theme song. This couldn't be any better if we Wait, had planned okay. it out. Not only that, the XFL has a theme yes, song. Yes, it does. Yes, it okay, does. Okay, well, we have to start with that, then. All right, so we're going to start with the XFL theme, because they have an official theme for the XFL, so... All right, we got this pulled up all the way at zero. Harris, you ready? Ready. All right, and three, two, one, play. Well, it's definitely not subtle. It, it sounds, I mean, it sounds like the opening to a wrestling show. Yes, it does. You know what this sounds like? It sounds like it's made by whoever did AJ Styles' theme. <laughs> That weird, we don't want none theme. Yes, this sounds like the WrestleMania song. Like, this is the type of pop song they always (laughs) use for WrestleMania. And I can see, like, the big sweeping shot of the, the, you know, the drone over the stadium. And there's pyro. Sped up really fast. And, yes, the time-lapse photo of the WrestleMania video video being set up. It's like it's like every pay-per-view theme song I've ever heard in the last five years I've been a wrestling fan. Yep, ever since WWE ditched rock music, which they're slowly starting to get back to, which is good. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it's it is what it is. It's I always love songs like this that really only need to be a minute long, that are two minutes long, because they make these guys try to write a second verse. Yeah, I know about how XFL they are. It's really extreme. All right, let's move on to uh, Tampa Bay. Okay, hang on. Let me. Get it's called for the love here. of football. Also, that's the that's the name of the XFL theme. Okay, Tampa Bay Vipers theme song. All right, so now we're gonna listen to the Tampa Bay Vipers theme song. It is called "Let's Rise." So, ready, Harris? Ready. Three, two, one, go. Oh my gosh, they're using their tagline. I got two words, Mark. Power Rangers. <laughs> this is even less subtle than the other one. It's got more personality, though. It doesn't feel like a wrestling show theme song. They have hisses in it. No, I 
They literally just said ready to strike, let it, ready to strike at the beginning, just like their little tagline said. Okay, well. <laughs> First comment. First comment on the YouTube video. Yeah. I call this one Power Rangers Snake Force. <laughs> I told you, man. You called it. You called it, man. Uh, second comment. This clock. <laughs> this song is clearly for people who poop standing up. I love it. Ready to strike. Go Vipers. RKO. Yes. <laughs> oh my word. Yeah. An early 2000s Transformers spinoff. That's a uh, yeah. So that's good. Sounds stuff. like a Need for Speed Nitro song. These are pretty good. Yeah, the comments are better. All right, uh, let's move on to the next one. We got the St. Louis Battlehawks. Oh, heck yes. If this, this, this isn't be good, just dude. a knockoff of the Top Gun theme, I'm going to be very disappointed. I want it to be like where they they change like the two notes, you know, so that it's not technically <laughs> it. I really hope that's what it is. So here we go. Ready? Three, okay. two, one, play. Oh, definitely not that. It's called Taking Flight. Well, this is, this is like generic club song. I was going to say NFL Street menu music. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. Oh, it definitely is the NFL Street like menu. Yes. The, yes. Oh, I can. Yes. I can see yeah, like, the pretty... <laughs> like when you're, pi you're picking your character and it's just yeah. like sitting there and they're just kind of swaying back and forth. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. All right. Let's look at these comments for it. These aren't as good, I don't think. I mean, <laughs> song poor St. Louis. The song is only missing one thing, a caca in the background. Okay, there's a kid. He's got to be a kid. His name is Jacob Ponder. His Abby, like his picture is the Seattle Dragons logo. And so far, he's commented on every video to say, even though I'm rooting for the Dragons, this song is still great. <laughs> wow. Every time. Anyway, um, that's kind of boring. Okay. Um, moving on. Seattle Dragons. Speaking of the Seattle Dragons, they're up next. Now, they have a pretty cool theme, and it definitely was not inspired by WWE at all. It's called Burn 'em Up! Burn 'em Up! <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not the same, because it's up instead of down. It's totally different. Oh, man, that's very funny. Okay, so here we go. Three, two, one, go. Starting with the fire. It's getting hot in here. It's getting hot oh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is by far the worst one. This doesn't even know what type of genre it is. I was I heard the fire crackling at the beginning and thought it was gonna be like this crazy war chant or something, yep. like a Game of Thrones thing. This is uh uh, uh, I, 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 I don't. I don't yeah. even know what this is. This has the no. Word, th the, this the, the this had no thought to, chorus, to it. <laughs> the lyrics to the chorus are: "It's getting hot in here. It's getting hot, hot, hot in here." We're gonna burn them up. We're gonna burn them up. Okay. That's it. No, this is. 
see, here's the thing. I was kind of hoping, like, at least Seattle's was different. Like, I was kind of hoping yeah. they would do different genres. Doesn't really seem to be the case. Whoa, hey, come on, chill out. Sorry, YouTube is making me verify that it's me watching <sighs> XFL theme songs on That's YouTube. Fun. Comment. I'll be honest. I thought it would be worse. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. Well, it is what it is. So that's Burnham. What I should have done is pulled up the lyrics to all these so that we could have read them, but oh well. Uh, all right. Moving on. Okay, we got your, your team, Harris. It's the New York Guardians. Can't okay, stop, on. and then in parentheses, the Guardians. I so do I don't know that, if we're supposed to call like, this. Wait. Are we supposed to call this can't stop, or is are we supposed to call it can't stop the Guardians? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think you usually say what's in parentheses. But, My but guess songs, is they say they do they say, a lot of times. So they say know. the words "the Guardians" a lot, and it's one of those things where they put that in the title because you think the song is called "The Guardians," right? And you don't want to get. <laughs> you know what's pretty fun is reading the comments before you listen to the video. Oh, I do it the <laughs> other. I do it the other way. Well, no, I, this is the first time I've tried. Uh, uh, yeah, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here okay, we go. all right, I'm ready to listen. Let's do this. All right, three, two, one, play. Oh, s sirens right off the bat. Okay, this is the weird out cover of uh, Empire State of Mind. Yeah, I don't know what this is. I, these, I, I swear these were made by, like, WWE's music department. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because it's th this is the way they write songs for WWE wrestlers. I mean, this is, a, this is a straight rap song. It's a little bit, I don't know, It's at least it's different from, like, the rock rap they're doing in about half of these. Yeah. But, but it's just, like, lyric-wise, it's exactly the way they write WWE themes. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're writing a song about a football team, I don't know what lyrics you would use. I mean, that's hard. True, true. No, no, no. It's a tall task. I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's, it's different. It's, you know, give it that. It's not great, but it's certainly not the worst one we've heard on here. Yeah. It, it's very New York proud, so I guess that's yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we're moving to DC, the DC Defenders theme song. Oh, jeez. It's called Put Your Hands Up High. That just does not sound... That should be the Renegades theme name. That would make a right? lot more sense. <laughs> that would make so much more sense. Put your hands up high. All it right. would. Here we go. Three, All two, right. one, play. Starting off with a little bit of a bop. Well, this is different. It is. Oh, dude. This sounds like straight out of like 2007. All right, this this isn't bad. No, this is the best one yet. <laughs> I hate to say it because it's the DC Defenders, but they're bland on all levels. But they got this is this is a banger. It's you know what really does it for me. They got the, the band horns. in there, the marching band. You got the horns in there. Exactly. It just reminds me of football. That's a college yeah, football yes. thing. Yes, it is. 
I, I, I'm digging it. I like this one a lot. <laughs> Yeah. This is a better written one too. This is way better lyrics than the other ones. This could be a no. This could be a legitimate song. Like this could be a legitimate song written by some some rapper like from DC yeah. like on their album. This literally could yeah. be a real song. Dude, I like it. I really do. That's good. That's good. All right. I, I like that. So so far, that's Dang. the winner. DC gets <laughs> yeah. a win in something for the first time. Well, except, I mean, they literally won today. But I was going to say, they scored the yeah, first they, points they, they, in they XFL did, yeah. season two. Dude. Yeah, I'm telling you, they're, they're going to end up winning the whole thing. Mm. I, I predicted them to be in the championship and, and Dallas to pull out the upset, but now I'm not so sure. We'll see. <laughs> All right. We're going to the other boring team, Houston. And they're, <laughs> it's called Down in H-Town. So, again, I guess H-Town is a thing. So, good for them. Um. But here we go. Three, two, one, play. Nope, oh. you lost me already. Yeah, this is not good. They got well, this at least lazy... they got at least they have that slide guitar Texas sound. Right, I mean it is Texas, but that doesn't mean it sounds good. I didn't say that. I've been working all day, so tonight's my time. <laughs> <laughs> Opening lyrics: Green grass, blue skies. I've been working all day. Yep, there they go again. This is bad. I, I think this is the worst one, right? This is, this is really bad. This is really bad. Oh right, yeah. That's enough of that. We, we've heard oh my word! We're gonna do a dramatic reading of that theme song at some point. Oh man, I'm down. I'm totally down for dramatic readings. We'll do that next week. All right, moving to L.A. L.A. Wildcats. Today is the day, and then in parentheses, L.A. L.A. That's that. This is very promising. All right, here we go. Oh boy. Three, two, one, play. Well, we, All right, calm down, LA. We got some more horns in there. This is so over the top. This is very dramatic. You got that roar going in there? Even though I don't Wildcats, think that's the sound Wildcats yeah. make. No, I doubt it. Yeah, they don't sound like a lion. Well, this is this is a lot, dude. I don't know about all this. I don't even like that roar sound. It sounds like someone flushing a toilet. My favorite thing about this is they call like look at the song is called "Today Is the Day" and then in parentheses "LA LA." Right. Again, like they say that a lot. I think they're just sure. trying to catch people who are searching the song. But like they have to make, they have to use the periods after LA, which you're not really used to seeing, because in right. conversation or like casual, you know, texting, you would just write LA. Right. But if they did that, it would look like the song is called "Today Is the Day." <laughs> la la. <laughs> That's you true. You can't do that. Right. So it just looks silly. Yeah. It looks too formal. You know. Yeah, that's and, and, and okay. That's it's it is what it is. It's it's not it's not worse than Houston. So that's fine. All right, now it's time for the uh, Dallas Renegades. This will be the last one. It's called "All We Want to Do Is Win." 
which is by far the worst title by far <gasps> of any of these teams. So no, it, let's uh, go go ahead. I was just gonna say. I mean, you know, it it just. I really hope, like before you were talking about the other one, I hope this is just like a very off key version of all we do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> that would I be hope pretty it's nice. So similar. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Okay. All right. At least it sounds like team appropriate. I have no thoughts. I kind of, I think I love this. It's Mark. not bad though. I think, I think this is right up there with DC's song. As much as I hate to say it, this one, okay, this one wins for fitting the team name and logo yeah. better than any other song with their respective team. Hundred percent. Like, they have kept to the theme. Their write-up was the best as far as, like, dramatic of their team name. And the song fits the best as well. So props to Dallas, man. To be fair, Cowboy is a really easy thing to brand and make look cool. Like, those poor people in Houston, they never had a chance. No, 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 they didn't. Yeah. No, I love it. I, I like it's it too. That, it's not <laughs> like that, but you know how like Old Town Road captures this real sweet spot of like hip hop and country. Yeah, this has kind of got the same vibes. You just kind of you're nodding your head, and it's got a little guitar, a little twang to it. Yeah, but it's got this great rhythm and bass thing going on too. Yeah, I dig it, man. That's really it. good. I dig it. I'm telling you, man. Dallas wins on all fronts. They they they, they haven't mess missed with anything. They have the coolest logo. They have a great color scheme. It's a cool name. It's generic enough, but also different enough. <laughs> they have a good, ridiculous B-movie Western write-up. And then they have a theme song that fits with their logo perfectly. It's not bad. It's not bad. Now we'll see if they can actually play football. So, who knows? We'll find out tomorrow. That's the thing. It could all go down the drain so fast. Oh, easily, easily. If the Guardians are, like, winless this year, I'm just like, man, you guys had a cool idea, but you did nothing with it. Y'all are terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, Dallas has Bob Stoops, though, so we'll see. Yeah. No, All you right. You guys got a good shot. Okay, hang on, Mark. This was the last one, right? Yeah, that was the last one. There's one more thing that we need to listen to. There is? Do you know what it is? You know where I'm going with this? Oh. Mark, tell me oh, what you I didn't know, know about we, the band Bowling I didn't, for I didn't Soup. Know, I didn't know we were going to do that. Um, oh, we're going to do that because I, I saw that it happened. Oh, yes. And completely forgot until today when I was at work. And then I listened to this song for about 45 straight minutes. <laughs> Mark, I absolutely love it. I don't know. It's so weird. All right. Well, but it's incredible. Okay. First, first off, we got to start with it. This has been already way longer of a show than I thought it was going to be, and it happens every time, every single time. We, uh, I, I think I have a shorter topic. <laughs> we end up talking way longer. But anyway, okay. So with right. this, I'm a huge fan of the band Bowling for Soup. 
I remember listening listening to them as a kid, but it was like kind of tertiary as a kid. Like they had songs on the radio and songs were played on Disney Channel. They had a song in Sky High, like stuff like that, where I knew the band and mm-hmm. liked some of their songs. But at that age, when I was like, you know, 10, 11, I wasn't deep diving into current bands like that. So a few years ago, I kind of rediscovered them. And then restarted listening, I don't know, maybe five years ago or something. And I'm a huge fan. I love, I lo- I'm a big fan of the pop punk genre. And yeah. I like theirs a lot because they're way more on the rock side of that than a lot of other bands were. And they never deviated from that, even to this day. So I'm a big fan of Bowling for Soup. Well, Alexa Bliss is too. And now they've written a song about her and done a music video with her (laughs) and it's amazing because the music video is just weird science with alexa bliss i didn't even know bowling for soup was still a band oh yes i knew that. much less like this is i mean yeah like i knew a couple songs of theirs i like pop punk too so like i you know i i i I enjoy them for any of you that still are like who are bowling for soup their biggest song was 1985 so if you know Mm -hmm. that song that was them or high school never ends that was them. They did a yeah. cover of I Melt With You. That was them. Those oh, were, that's them from Sky High. I right. got you. Those were probably their three biggest hits I remember. Um, yeah. Like they had Ohio and some other, you know, Come Back to Texas. So, some of those other decent decent hits. But those were really the three kind of bigger ones. So just that that that's the band. But so yeah, this song everyone, is, it's, it's Everyone look great. this song up. I'm about to watch the music video for the first time. We're going to do this live on the air. I only listen to it. Oh, man, this episode's going to be so long. Okay, um, we're like 45 minutes in. You said your topic was quick, right? Yeah, but like not like 20 minutes quick. Oh, see, that's what I thought you meant when you said quick. It doesn't matter. We're doing this, Mark. All right, all right, right fine, now. fine. So if anyone wants to watch along with us, watch this whole like podcast be banned because we played so much music. Um <laughs> I would actually kind of love that if we got taken down and sued by the XFL. Oh, that would be pretty cool. Cease and desist. We can make our own pro wrestling tease. Um, (laughs) All right. All right. So we got the Bowling for Soup Alexa Bliss video pulled up. Got it pulled up here. It's got 309,000 views already, which is pretty cool. And uh, all right. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, play. My favorite part of this song is that little riff there doesn't fit in with the rest of the song at all. <laughs> no. and, they, and they do it like three times. It's an but the awesome rest of it riff, is so but it doesn't fit. It's like they wrote this cool they wrote this cool riff and just wanted to put it in anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, it doesn't work, but the rest of it is so perfect and so catchy. It is. And then this whole video is just weird science, and it's amazing. It's just funny, too, because if it wasn't, like, a band, a real band that was popular and that she was a fan of, it's the dumbest, creepiest thing on the planet. Yeah, it's pretty weird, but it's great. The other great thing, again, this is, like, in the vein of us with, like, David Arquette or something like that. Right, that's what it reminds me of. With her, it's a band that's just not popular enough that one famous person can easily, like, get in with them. Yeah. Like, like we were saying on Twitter earlier, just aim low. Yeah. It's just so dang catchy. I'm telling you, that's Bowling for Soup, man. All their songs right. are like And in that, so like that perfect pop punk way, you know what I mean? Yep. 
and they're just hanging out with Alexa Bliss. This is so funny. Can you imagine being the one to call Alexa Bliss and be like, listen, we did this thing. Uh, you don't have to be in it if you don't want, but we were thinking we could do a music video. <laughs> She's playing Uno with these two kids. What is happening? Well, I think she'd already met the band before this. Like, they'd uh, already done stuff, I think, with her or something before. So I don't know. I don't think this just came out of nowhere. Which, but that's a lot funnier to think of. I love this music video. Who do you think these with, kids are? I have no, probably, like, friends of their kids. Who knows? Oh, wait, now they're watching a wrestling match. Yeah, but not with Alexa Bliss. Right. It's with two it's other random, women. Two random women. Yeah, it is kind of weird. You know this video was made for about $3,000. That's the other oh, great yeah. part about it. It was literally Absolutely. like just filmed at their house. <laughs> <laughs> you want to describe what just happened, Eris? Um, I So the bad guy got the advantage in the match, and then Alexa did that thing where she like flexes her fingers into a punch. And like did that thing with her eyebrows, like boom. And then the heel was just leveled, like it was a telekinetic <laughs> blast. And then the good guy won the match. Astonishing. This is so weird, dude. <laughs> and now she's leaving. She's driving off into space in her car. Of course. A work of art. Larry Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's uh... absolutely incredible. It's great. I just wanted to share that moment with you guys. I I, I love that song. It, yeah, cool. oh, of course. If anyone doesn't love that song, then come on, come on. <laughs> who who are you? Yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, I knew they did this because I saw that they were filming it back a few months ago, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I wonder what that's for. That's gonna be great. I didn't know they, they that it was a whole song just just called Alexa Bliss. That's what I didn't realize. Um. So uh, once that that dropped yesterday, or two days ago, I don't remember now. It was like, okay, that's great, that's great. All right. Well, now it's time to actually get into the episode. An hour into the show, and uh, all right, Harris. Before we get into this, I want you to go. You know what? No, I don't want to spoil it. I'm going to talk about this first, and then I'll tell you where to go on WWE okay. Network because I don't want to spoil it. So here we go. All right, our topic is a little uh, little weird this time, Harris. We've never done a weird topic before, so No, never. We're going to change it up this week. And it might it might be a little sensitive. It might be a little it might not You know what I'll put it this way. It might not be the best um the it might not be the angle done in the best taste that WWE's done. I think that's maybe one that's way to put it. That's saying a lot. That's, that is yeah. saying so much. Right, because, you know, they're usually very, very good with being tasteful and respectful with stuff. So this is an anomaly. But uh, we're going to 2005, which is a big year. As far as oh, the, dear. the range of years, mm-hmm. you know, you got 2000s WCW, you got yeah. 2011 WWE, and you got 2005 WWE. Those are kind of the three hotspot years where we've done multiple episodes from. Right. And th- there is crossover with a couple other episodes it, during what we're going to talk about. Going on right now is the Mickey James is introduced. And really? so her thing was Trish Stratus starts. So go check out that episode. Also, 
at this point on SmackDown, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio are battling over Dominic. Yes, classic. So both of those things are happening right now. But that's not what we're talking about. Right now, we're going to SmackDown, and Chavo Guerrero is wrestling Paul London for the Cruiserweight Championship. London is the champ, um, but and they, they're having a match. But before the match is over, music hits, and here comes a new group, the Mexicools. Okay. It involves Juventu Guerrera, Psychosis, and Super Crazy. They are dressed in jumpsuits like workmen's jumpsuits, and they come out on a huge lawnmower. <laughs> yep. Great. Like just this enormous lawnmower. They're all just draped on. And uh, drive to the ring, and they beat up Travel Guerrero and Paul London. Now, are they. Hang on. You say. Okay, this is the Mexicools. Yes. Are they announced as such? Like, do they have not a sign? Yet. Or not yet. This, okay, this is coming. Okay. Not yet. I was just curious. So the next week, again, Chavo Guerrero and Paul London have a, have another match for the title. And, of course, out come the Mexicools again. But this time... <laughs> We've learned nothing. This time, each of them are driving their own tractor. Very good. But they're not John Deere tractors, they're Juan Deere tractors. <laughs> subtle. Very subtle. Uh, like, oh, on the man. side, they say Juan Deere and not John Deere. Um, at some point, the name and Mexicals has been announced. Um, okay. at, at some point. Are they vaguely. cutting promos or anything? Not or yet. What just... they did is they okay. the previous week they just beat up Paul Lennon and they did the thing where they like yell at the camera and the announcers. Yeah. But and they, the announcers are like, what's, what's going on right. here? What's all this? Who are these? What are they doing? Right. But they haven't like gotten in the ring and talked on the mic yet or anything. Got it. Okay. That's coming. So they come out and they beat up uh, Chavo and uh, Paul Lennon again. And then they get in the ring and they, they explain... That they're the Mexicals and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. That's not who we're talking about, Harris. That's just the beginning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be honest, that really, has, in the business. <laughs> that really has nothing to do with what we're actually talking about. But it kind of does, and it was hilarious, so I wanted to mention it. Okay. Um, you know, very tasteful WWE stuff. That, that, that theme will continue, though. So now we're going to go to July 4th. This time we're on Raw. Now, the WWE draft has just taken place, and WWE champ John Cena makes a history-making switch when he goes to Raw, and he's going to start his huge, amazing time on, you know, his run on the top. But a few we a couple weeks after, there's a big, like, they, they did this thing where they were promoting a trade deadline after the draft. Again, okay. I don't really know what it means. Somehow superstars could be traded. So there was this big 11 superstar trade that took place in between the SmackDown we just talked about and this Raw. Completely off the air. So, um, and several mid-carders switched brands. Well, one of those was Chavo Guerrero. So Maria is backstage. You know, Maria Canellis. Yeah. Was Well, she started as, like, the backstage interviewer. And, you know, she's just this plays up this ditzy airhead, you know, a, attractive girl that that's that's her shtick. And she's yeah. she's back there and she's uh, set to interview the newest edition of Raw. And uh, it's you know, it's Java Guerrero. And she right. introduces him and he steps into frame. Now, now, Harris, how would you describe Chava Guerrero? 
You know, I think I know where we're going with this. I could th- I could use a number of words to describe Chavo Guerrero, but I think I'm just going to skip to the one that's most relevant and say, with a name like Chavo Guerrero and a family like Guerrero being related to Eddie Guerrero, among many other famous wrestlers, uh, Chavo Guerrero is Hispanic. Sure. That's that's the main one I would use, I think. Yes, well, that that is that is true. So you know, he's got uh, he's he's got a beard, like a slight you know beard from time to time. He's got dark yeah. hair. Yeah, he's tan. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like I'm being very stereotypical. I don't know enough to no, describe that... him in more detail than that. But you know, Chavo Guerrero. If you've never seen him before, use your imagination. You're 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 pretty close. Yeah. Right. Sure. Sure. Um. You know, it's, but uh, well, now when he appears, he he doesn't have facial hair. He, he's he's shaved his facial hair. Oh yeah, okay, Sh- like new new look, new brand. Sure, that sure, sense. sure. You know, that's sure. that's fine, clean shaven. Yeah. Um, he's dyed his hair blonde, which is a little odd, but like that's still not too weird. Like tons of wrestlers dye their hair blonde. Like sure, Ric Flair, I mean, Dusty Rhodes, you know, yeah. all these guys. In mid two thousands, you know, get kind of like a street tough look going yeah. on, like Eminem or something like that. Like that, okay, sure, Bold, sure, but okay. He also has a nice pressed dress shirt, khakis, and a green sweater tied around his neck. Okay, that's you know that's a little strange. Normally he's in you know like a t shirt and and t- you know his wrestling tights or something like that. So right. that's, a, that's a little out of place. And this isn't even like, correct me if I'm wrong, he's not dressed like, it's not like, oh, I'm a, I'm a wrestler who wears suits now. Right. It's a suit thing, so I'm dressed really nicely. He's just dressed like Jim Nance or something like that. Yeah, kind of. Um, so uh, he also comes in and he, he um, so he, he shows up at the mic and he asks her who who Chavo is and and he says he is no longer Chavo because Chavo's achievements never matched his ability you know his ability is like way up here and his achievements only kind of got some somewhere in the middle and he wants to go further with his career and potential he says he knows there's only one place to put the blame for this and that's of course the Hispanic people <laughs> what? Okay. Wait, wait. What? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody turn heel on an entire race before. He uh he says they've done nothing but support him and stand behind him. But everyone knows what quote real America thinks about the Hispanics. And those oh, thoughts man. have been holding him down. There's so, a go ahead. There's a lot to unpack with all of that. Hang on, hang on. Before we start unpacking it, let me finish yep. here. Okay. So he has decided to denounce his Hispanic heritage and join middle class America. He has also legally and proudly, I might add, changed his name from Chavo Guerrero to Kerwin White. Okay. He then calls so. Maria stupid and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and she so is heartbroken case, from this. Just, just in case at some point you didn't get that he's a bad guy, <laughs> we have to wrap that segment up by making fun of Maria. 
Yeah. Just in case it was too subtle for the kids at home. Right. Boy. I'm going to get to okay. that later on in the show. but um, Oh, dear. Okay. A little bit. A little bit. But, yeah. So, Harris, just your thoughts. I was going to have us watch this in this interview, but I kind of realized I, I pretty much covered it all. Yeah, I believe you. And that reveal, I mean, goodness. Okay. So, number one. This is not this is this isn't even a real complaint. This is just like a wrestling complaint. Why wouldn't you have a heel turn of that level happen in front of a crowd? Well, I mean, no matter how stupid, no matter how stupid the heel turn is, if he's up there yelling at people who are booing at him, that sort of gets the message across. I guess this is just like the weirdest part is you can, you know, the way they do like, you know, these backstage things like you hear the crowd. Yeah, and still and like the crowd. Remember Harris last week when we talked about like Mr. McMahon coming out and tearing his quads and sitting in the middle of the ring and the crowd being like, uh, how do we react to this? That's yes, kind yes, of do. what's going on here because it's like the crowd, they, they don't really know how they're supposed to react to this because it's, it's, everyone's just like, wait, he said, what? <laughs> So it's a little odd, and that is kind of a theme throughout a lot of this character of a lot of confusion, I think is a good good way to put it. <laughs> he, he sounds confused. Now here's – like there's there's two ways to look at this. I feel like if you're the writer or you're Chavo playing along with this, you can be like – like the rationalization is, yeah, this is obviously outrageous. It's an obviously like bad guy thing to do to be this – prejudiced sure the the flip side of that is maybe you just don't need to have an angle where a guy stands up and is like yeah we all know that mexicans aren't part of real america right <laughs> like if you're a hispanic person you don't belong here right right like if you're hispanic you're not you, you can't be middle class right you just can't be Right. Maybe, maybe you don't need to broadcast all that kind of stuff. That's all I'm saying. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> maybe just like the fact that that exists at all is stupid and offensive. I don't know. Well, Harris, if you thought that was offensive, oh yeah, we're right. gonna keep moving on. So, also another weird thing: this was not a weekly thing. Like he showed up every like few <laughs> yeah. weeks because That's I was going through all these raws, and then I'd go through a whole raw, and nothing would happen. Another raw, and like nothing would happen. Just like, geez, where is this guy? So least expect him. Uh, so two weeks later, in Eric Bischoff's office, we see Kerwin displaying his new golf swing for, for Eric. He's wearing khakis again and a golf polo. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Bischoff is impressed with his swing and says, well, you know, he'd like to play with him sometime. You know, Eric Bischoff's the evil, the heel GM of Raw at the time. Right, right. Um, so all heels are impressed with all the other heels. That's the way wrestling works. I mean, yeah, no, they're they're buddies. That, right, that of course. Uh, so Kerwin then expressed his desire to join a country club. And Bischoff suggests, well, why don't you head down to Scottsdale, Arizona? I live down there. You know, I got a home there. It's the golf capital of the world. A lot of great golf. Well, Kerwin balks at the idea because he says, no, 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 that's, uh, you know, too close to the border. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, Jericho then walks in. Uh, to talk to Bischoff, he says, uh, Kerwin looks great, and Kerwin then asks for a high five. So they high five, and, and then he then Kerwin says, remember, if it's not white, it's not right. Yikes! Nice. What? Nice. Uh, I'm not, yes, yes. 
Yes. That's the now new, that's new just... catchphrase. Great. Okay. So that's <laughs> that's good. Like here's the thing. It's not it's not quite this. It's not quite this bad is what I'm about to say. But I just keep picturing like what if they made Booker T instead of a fan favorite and a cool, you know, representation for all the African American fans. What if they had an angle where they turned him heel and made him a white supremacist? That would be great, right? That'd be really good. Sure. If he was out there, you know, saying things like, if it's not white, it's not right. That's fine. That's, oh, good grief. <laughs> like um, I said, this is not quite there, but just why would you have him say stuff like that? Why are you, like, tiptoeing just right right on that line where people are like, Harris, I'm sure this Vince was feels 2005 this- WWE. WWE from like 1998 through like 2007. Right. It was all, it was just no holds barred, literally. <laughs> um, he ended up being in a lumberjack match selected by Jericho for John Cena's match versus Snitsky, where all the heels were there and beat him up. It doesn't matter. A um, few okay. weeks later, Vince is walking backstage and he runs into none other than Mr. White. Shakes his hand and tells him, uh, and you know, and and Chavo shakes his hand and he says that he's now Kerwin. And, you know, even Vince is like, "Hey, Chavo, how you doing?" He's like, "No, no, no, it's Ker- Kerwin, Kerwin." <laughs> and and you know, he and then he asks Mister McMahon uh, if he knows any realtors in in Greenwich, Connecticut, because that's uh-huh. where Vince lives, and because he wants to move there. And then right. Vince kind of kind of pauses and says, "You're the uh, you're you're the face of the middle class, right?" And he's like, yes. Well, uh, you know, I've been a billionaire for so long. I don't really remember what it's like to be middle class. So uh, good luck. <laughs> I was I was really hoping that was where that was going. That's very good. And then as uh, as he's leaving, Kerwin then shouts. He's just like, they got Polo there, right? I love Polo and lacrosse. And that's the uh, that's the end of the segment. He also has a tennis racket at just just holding the tennis racket during this whole segment. Um, so again, we got to go ahead another few weeks. These are not every week. And, um, Jeez. again, backstage, Kerwin is not, now he's not just walking. He comes riding into the camera shot on a custom golf cart. <laughs> he's got golf clubs on the back and, uh, on the front, it has like a K, a KW, um, on the front of the golf cart. And, you know, he's got his polo on and he's got a, his collar popped and he he's talking about Shelton Benjamin, who just had a match. And he says, you know, everyone, everyone did well during during the match. And and uh, he was very impressed with him. And he he was, you know, and he was like, the crowd did very well. They, they gave him the appropriate golf clap. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> While, while he was okay, wrestling. Hang on, hang on. That almost makes the entire terrible idea <laughs> worth it. Uh, there, there's a few more things with golf claps. Um, that's incredible. Uh, you know, because that's, that. you know, and that's good. That's good that they, they did that and they gave him applause. Because as we all know, racism runs rampant in, in America. And especially in this Tidewater area. Crowd, of course. Massive booze. Um, but he says, you know, he's like, Hey, Hey, I'm just saying what everyone is thinking. And, and you guys know that I'm right. 
Uh, and he's like, he says he gets it. Sheldon Benjamin is one of the best athletes he's ever seen, but but he's not one of us. No. And he never will be. Great. Well, that's just what Triple H said to Booker T, like verbatim. I mean, yep, you can't. Yep. But then, because he's not white. Remember, <laughs> if it's not white, it's not right. And then Great. drives away. So if there was anything of like, oh, that might be misconstrued. You know, that might not be the best thing. No, he just comes out and says it. <laughs> that's somehow like it's all insulting, but that's somehow even more insulting. Because like, OK, I mentioned Triple H, Triple H feuding with Booker T for the for the title going into WrestleMania. I think it was 19. And, you know, he looked at him in the ring and said, people like looks up, looks down. You don't get to be WWE champion. And everyone was like, whoa, that's really messed up. But what a great heel thing to do. At least he's going to lose. Right. Right. And then he didn't because Triple H, lol. Of course. But like if if they had not lost their entire brain and had Booker T win that match, that's a pretty great little level of heel work to where, you know, he's leaving it unsaid because it's so offensive. And, like, he knows that, but he's still going to say it, but he's not quite going to say it. Like, he's going to walk right up to that line. It's a really dastardly moment. Yep. This guy's just like, I don't like you, and it's because you're brown. Yep. It's just so – like, I'm I'm sure somebody (sighs) at the time was like – Right, but it's because he's he's also – he's self-hating, you know, because he's a Hispanic man. So there's something – we're saying something here. And then somebody else said, what exactly are we saying here? And they <laughs> and were the like, no, person, don't worry about it. And the other person was like, ah, uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, all right. So again, you would think that something would come of this like immediately, but no, well, you, we skip thing, a few like, weeks ahead again. <laughs> I keep waiting for there to be a moment. Like after you said that, I was like, oh, okay. So he's going to feud with Shelton Benjamin, Right. right. Because well, if you're Shelton Benjamin and you're a proud professional athlete and somebody says that to you, you're just like, oh, it's pretty weird, man, but I'll, I'll see you next week. Like, no. Right. Right. Especially so, not in an industry where you fight people like on a regular basis over way more petty stuff than, hey, you're racially inferior to me. Right. Well, that doesn't <laughs> happen yet. Okay. We're going to skip ahead a few more weeks and we're now okay. in the first raw of September. Sheldon Benjamin is taking on Rob Conway, but before the match gets underway, here comes Kerwin White. He comes down on the golf cart and, you know, and look, Harris, this is the first time we've seen him come to the ring with this whole thing. So this is the first time we've gotten to hear his new theme song. (laughs) Harris, it's, this is the best part of this whole thing is his theme song. It's like this goofy Frank Sinatra like song. Like, huh. look, I'm I'm gonna play some of this for you, so you're gonna have to pull it up. But first, I just want to read some of the lyrics. Oh dear. Okay. These are the lyrics. I'll read some of these, and then we then we can listen to it. So if you just want to Google Kerwin White theme song. Yeah, right. I'm on it. So here we go. I wake up every morning. Can't wait to embrace the day. I take my coffee. By the pool. Yay. I pass my picket fence and gaze across my new mowed lawn. I never thought my life could be this good. I have a brand new car. I drive it to my country club. 
It's in my gated neighborhood. I'm swinging in my tennis whites, and caddies keep my sticks in line. I never thought my life could be this good. Time to leave my past behind, and those fools that I once knew. Now I'm feeling, I think it's like bright or something like that. Each day, I get better, can't you see? Like, it is, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not great. Um, Did any of that rhyme at all? Uh, yeah, not, not, not in the way it's written here. I don't know if great. it's maybe different when it's, uh, to the music, but, um, okay, hang on. Actually, apparently this, I'm just looking at per people translating it because there are no official lyrics for this song. <laughs> so wait, hang on. Someone, someone, uh, adjusted some of these. So actually, here's the next two lines. Time to leave my past behind and all the fools that I once knew. Now I'm clean inside. Each day I get better. Can't you see? Uh, yes. Guess that you can see I only hang out with a privileged few. Society's <sighs> elites with blood that's blue. Wow. Okay, so here we go. We got to listen to this because it's great. Okay. So I got it pulled up here. Kerwin White, Titantron. And uh, here we go. Three, two, one, play. The Titan Tron is very, very funny because it's just him going, oh, hello. Yep. Over and over again. That's all it is. Oh. They didn't even like, they don't have any clips of him. It's so new. It just does this over and over again. Yep. That's so funny. So, <laughs> first comment: If Frank Sinatra sang this in his day, it would have been a hit. <laughs> well, it's probably true. <laughs> the Kerwin White Show, starring Chavo Guerrero, weeknights at 8 p.m. I would watch that. <laughs> I absolutely would. So this is so, what it's like to be white. Oh man. Yeah. This is uh. So that's the theme. That's the Kerwin wait, wait, wait. Theme. I found one more. If I had a life like this video, I would kill myself. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, boy. But yeah, anyway. That's, so that's woo. the uh, that, that's the Kerwin White theme there. Um, mm. All right. So moving on. He uh, he's, you know, he's sitting at ringside and he's tr he's sitting in his golf cart and he's he's trying to show off his golf swing like as they're wrestling, um, which is pretty weird. The announcers, that's the other best part of this gimmick, are the announcers. Now, the announcing team is JR, Jerry King, or Jerry the King, and then Coach, Jonathan Coachman. Those are the three announcers right now. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, constantly going back and forth over Kerwin White. Like, JR is, like, disgusted with him, and he's, like, refusing to call him Kerwin White. Well, King and Coach, they like him, and they're, they're trying to bring JR around on him. Like coach calls him, coach starts calling him K White. He starts calling him K White for short. Uh, but this match ends when Kerwin hooks Shelton's leg with the golf club, and then that leads <laughs> to Conway rolling him up for the win. So mm -hmm. he's now cost Shelton a win. So of course next week they got to battle it out. 
So Kerwin White again comes out with the, the awesome golf cart and the clubs on the back. And they also announced that he's from Palm Springs, California, which is which is pretty great. And, you know, he's got a polo on and he's got a vest over the polo with the, with khaki shorts now and white knee pads <laughs> and white wrestling <laughs> boots. So, you know, he's great. He's clearly like this is the thing. This is what I wanted to get to. So he's clearly like the heel and he's clearly like this pseudo racist character. Right. But why? Like, is it because he's saying like racist things about other people or is it because he's like he's gotten rid of his heritage and is trying to be something that he's not right and and we can't have other people trying to be white like what is the message (laughs) actually going on here because i I can't figure it out and everyone else is clearly confused well, first of all, you're right. Everyone is very confused by all of this. But I think their thinking was like, yeah, he's a heel for like the reasons you just lined up. Right. Like he says racist things about other people. And he's also like he's betrayed himself. Sure. Right. He's turned on the people that always loved him. The problem is, especially if he's not feuding with somebody who, you know, like if he were feuding with somebody who was like proudly Hispanic, that would be. I don't know if it'd be good, but it would be something like the dynamic would make a little bit more sense when he's not feuding with anyone. And he just shows up randomly to say some offensive stuff and then leave. Your messaging becomes really confused. Right. Right. And also like like the way Jr. is doing it as the face announcer, he's like disgusted as what he's doing. But but you're sitting there and you're like, what what? It just seems weird because it's like so much of it is like, I don't even know. It's it's very odd. It's just a very odd dynamic going on where a lot of it almost seems like he's a heel for trying to be white. And it's like, is yeah. that an appropriate message? Like, I don't know. So, um, yeah, well, that's, yeah, it's I guess very that's the I didn't even think about that. Um. Anyway, it, ultimately, it doesn't seem that this was thought out too clearly. No. I, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, Shelton comes out to a big pop, and JR talks about how impressive he is and just how, how outstanding of a wrestler he is and how athletic he is. And, and King comments right after he says that. King goes, I bet he can't play golf. <laughs> just, throw, just throws that in there, which made me laugh for some reason. Um, before the match, Kerwin... <laughs> Pulls out a hanger and and goes and hangs up his vest. Oh, man. I was really hoping because <laughs> wrestling, wrestling in a sweater, that is a great heel move. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, but he hangs it up on, like, the ring post. Mm. Um, I, I can't get over just what he looks like. It just looks so goofy seeing someone wrestle in khaki shorts and a polo. Um, and again, the announcers are just trying to figure, like, Coach and King are trying to figure out why JR finds Kerwin so wrong. Like, <laughs> like, they're trying to figure it out. Like, they're like, is it because he denounced his Latino heritage and joined white America? And then JR kind of pauses and is like, no one should be ashamed of their heritage. Like, it's just very awkward. <laughs> like, imagine if this happened, if this character happened, and all I could keep thinking of what is what if the crowd unironic, uh, unironically, like, started cheering for Kerwin White? Yeah. Like, it would, man, it would make <laughs> this angle so much worse. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> See, that's the thing. We've done offensive angles in the past yes. where, like, the crowd was super into it. So at least in this case, they're reacting the proper way. Right. At least we have that going for us. Also, like, Sheldon Benjamin is pretty over at this point. So uh, that that helps. Because, yeah. I mean, he's awesome. But uh, this is, like, peak Shelton Benjamin. And this dude is just incredible to watch. Um, it's really a shame he couldn't really get the personality, like, talking stuff down a little bit more. Because, right. man, he's awesome in the ring. Kind of like Dean Malenko or, or, or anyone like that. Just very good. But anyway. Right. I mean, Chavo's great, too. So the matches they have are actually pretty good. But uh, at one point, he, like, takes his polo off and then chokes Shelton with it, which is pretty cool. And, and of course, the announcers are like, oh, no, they're ruining this shirt. Like, that's that's pretty funny. And uh, there's an awesome back body drop where uh, Shelton just launches Kerwin into the air. Like, it looks great. He just goes, like, a mile in the air. Um, then, then eventually, Kerwin, of course, grabs a golf club and just whacks Shelton Benjamin with it to get disqualified. And, and then as he's, like, getting into his golf cart to drive away, he's just, like, keeps repeating, like, that was a hole-in-one. So... <laughs> that's that's nice. So this leads to a rematch at the uh, Unforgiven pay-per-view. So now we they got a pay-per-view match going. Man. JR is just so mad at Chavo with, with how <laughs> he's turned on his Latino heritage and the Guerrero name and everything. And uh, Kerwin also does a mean snap. Like, whenever he comes to the ring, he's, like, doing this, like, white guy snap to his little Frank Sinatra song, which is pretty great. Uh, he hangs up the vest, of course, again, before getting started. And JR keeps talking about the history of the Guerreros and, and how, you know, his, like, Hector Guerrero is the first person he saw do a moonsault and, you know, Eddie Guerrero and all these other people and, you know, history of the name. Really trying to hammer that home. You know, how could someone, you know, turn all that down? Um, the other two announcers are confused, say... They're confusing. Kerwin doesn't have any wrestlers in the like in the family like family in the wrestling business, like so. That, that's okay. Pretty um, so we're doing that. Like if this happened now, he would have to be a face, right, Harris? Because now everyone can just identify with whatever they want. You can't be heel for that nowadays, right? I don't think you can do that racially. I'm pretty sure you still get in trouble for that. No, as long as you're not white trying to do it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> isn't that how it isn't that the rules? I'm confused. I don't know how things now work this year. See, that's you can't go in the other direction with it. They didn't decide to do that. Nobody's coming out and like acting black. That's not allowed. <laughs> right. Cuz that's the other thing I'm imagining now, which like there are blackface moments which shockingly we haven't covered somehow yeah well <laughs> well 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 um oh, oh okay well i i don't know but like yeah that's just i was oh, just man. i was just thinking about that and i was like in this day and age you can be anyone and everyone has to be okay with it so i don't know just saying it'd be a even weirder angle to do now because what would be the offensive part like, there's so many different things. It's like, which one would be focused on? Oh, man. That, I, yeah, who's to would, say? Would it be Look, more it offensive certainly... for the people saying it's offensive for him to identify something? Would that be more offensive than him actually 
being offensive to other like at this no, point see, I it think goes the, the rabbit hole is, goes so far no, nowadays with people being offended with so many different things i don't know which one would be focused on i think the consensus is still is what jr is trying to say which is that it's offensive that he's abandoned his heritage and you would claiming on to something else you would think I, so but who knows well you know what i don't think we're gonna have to find out if they brought him back monday night for a big wrestlemania match i'd We'll have to reconsider. And also, <laughs> what great timing that would be for this episode. Oh, it would be great for our timing. Um, uh, a Chavo sucks chant emerges across the arena, so that's pretty good. King and Coach are wondering who they're talking about. <laughs> so, Wait, so they just forgot that Chavo Guerrero ever existed? That's not Chavo Guerrero. It's it's Kerwin White. So they're just like, who, who's this Chavo? Why are they chanting Chavo? But why did they forget that this separate person named Chavo Guerrero existed and wrestled for the company? I can't answer these questions, Harris. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Uh, Kerwin, of course, grabs the club, and he's going to go for another shot. But Shelton counters it and hits his T-bone suplex and then gets the win. So Shelton comes out on top. Um, we don't see him again for another couple of weeks, but they're going to battle again. There's not been any promos, no backstage segments, nothing. They're just wrestling again for the third time be, in this same month. Now, to be fair, if you worked at WWE, would you promote a match with Kerwin White? <laughs> Look, if I was there, this wouldn't have happened in the first place so i i can't really answer that question um but uh but this time there's a wrinkle harris we've added something because he has hired his own caddy very good and harris guess who this caddy is okay see i saw it in a related video so i can't the, the the reveal is lost on me, unfortunately. Oh, that's too bad. I'm sorry. When I pulled up the theme song, it was like one of the third or fourth videos behind that. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, the caddy, for those of you that don't know, is Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> or Nick Nemeth, which is his actual name, and that's what they announced him as in this segment. Um, I think this is pre... Uh, this is even before Spirit Squad. So, wow. Um, yeah, this is this is before Spirit Squads. This is like this might be the first thing Dolph Ziggler ever did on screen for WWE. It might be. I didn't look that up, but uh, there's a little now. There's a feature on WWE.com that they had released that week where Kerwin is out on the golf course and introduces his new caddy, Nick Nemeth. So, uh, but this is the strange part, Harris. He's still driving his golf cart to the ring. And Nemeth is walking behind him carrying the clubs. <laughs> Why? It defeats the whole purpose of having a caddy. Well, he doesn't want to walk, but he still wants but... to have the status. That's a great heel move. That's so funny. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. My goodness. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't, but it's brilliant. Uh, So, you know, before they get in the ring, Shelton grabs the mic and he says, well, it looks like you found someone to wash your balls. So that's pretty good. Huh? Uh, he says it doesn't matter where they are or what what you are. Chavo sucks. And, of course, the crowd starts chanting that. Um, the match goes on. Nemeth distracts the ref and lets Kerwin choke Shelton with his shirt again. He also gives golf claps to Kerwin throughout the match, which is my favorite part of that whole thing. He just standing there giving golf claps 
Which yeah, is, no, whenever that's he does something good. good, that that's pretty great. Um, at one point, he grabs Shelton's foot as Shelton's trying to give a suplex, and that helps Kerwin fall on top of him and gets the win. They then both attack Shelton Benjamin after the match with golf clubs, of course. Well, Harris, you think we might be building something, but we're not. That's the last of Kerwin White. Because, <sighs> well, there's a reason for it, and it's because a month later was when Eddie Guerrero tragically passed away. So immediately, this angle was scrapped, and Chavo Guerrero again started being Chavo Guerrero and just returned to normal like like nothing happened, like literally instantly. It's really weird when WWE handbrake turns out of an angle like that. And it almost always happens for like terrible reasons. Like the other one I think of specifically is when they killed Vince McMahon when his limo blew up. Right. And then almost immediately after that, Chris Benoit killed himself and his family. Right. And obviously you got it like, you know, you have to have Vince make a statement after that. Mm-hmm. And they just abandoned it. Like it's I, I can't think of too many more examples. We talked uh, about that. That led to Hornswoggle. Yeah, that led to Hornswoggle. See, like I, I get it. And it's probably for the best. Obviously terrible that it happened under circumstances like that. Sure. But. It's just it's always so weird because there is always like a it's the closest WWE will ever come to acknowledging that their product is fake on the air whenever they just drop something like that. And it's yep. it's surreal every time. Yeah, it's even weirder because like on the raw after Eddie died, like all the at the beginning all the wrestlers are gathered on the stage and Chavo is still in his Kerwin white gear. Like he's wearing the ca- like like dress pants and a dress shirt. Like he didn't have any other gear with him. Like when yes. this happened, and then like later when uh, there's his segment talking about Eddie because throughout the show they had like talking heads of different wrestlers right. talking about that Eddie. Makes sense. And when it was him, he just has like a generic like WWE like un- like the the last pay per view like T shirt on. Yeah. Like, so clearly he just had his other stuff and like just this because this just happened so, so abruptly. But that's it. That ends the uh, that ended Kerwin White forever and nothing, nothing else ever happened. But that's the story of uh, Eddie Guerrero or uh, Chavo Guerrero turning, uh, turning white for man. For okay. a couple of months. If you're, OK, let's let's play with this for a second. If you work for WWE and Vince McMahon tells you, hey. We're, we're, we're doing this whether you do it or not we're doing this and i want you to book it what is the best possible scenario for Kerwin white as to, a character to be perfectly honest probably what happened oh jeez <laughs> you just drop it no 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 like i'm saying vince is like listen if you don't do it, it it's happening we're gonna book Kerwin white in a big match at wrestlemania how do you do that? Like, what's the story that you tell? What's the best case well, scenario? They hadn't here? told any stories yet in the three months he was there. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. So that's step one is just actually do something with it. Do something every week. I don't know. Oh, man. But uh, see, that's the that's the thing. If they were actual storytellers and not just like a traveling carnival that occasionally manages to tell a good story. There's a way you can do this, like what they should have done. This is obviously a much sillier example, but it's so easy to see Stardust and see, hey, 
they've stumbled onto something here. There's some fun dynamics we could play with and have like an actual build and payoff to something. Sure. You know, where there's different Hispanic wrestlers that confront him and are like, hey, man, you can't do this. This isn't cool. And, you know, you see his desperation. And he's like, no, man, because when I look like you, I don't like I never win anything. I have to change. And they're like, nah, man, you don't. You just got to stay true to yourself. Like, actually, see, that would be good. That's not allowed. Right. See, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, this is this is stupid and offensive. But like it's. It could have been at least something if you just try to tell a story with it. But, like, the reason it's even more stupid and offensive is because they clearly, like, don't have anything to say about the topic at hand, don't have any story to tell about, like, good guys and bad guys and, like, your culture and your heritage and your identity and how that affects you as a person. They're just like, ha, the the brown guy is pretending to be a white guy, Uh, and that's funny. Like, that's it. That's all they got. Pretty much. That's the worst thing about it. Pretty much. Boy. So, uh, yeah, um, a few years ago, Chavo was uh, on a podcast. It's uh, He was on the World According to Wrestling podcast. And he uh, talked about it, and this is his quote. He says, Everything you see in wrestling, it's not really coming from the wrestlers. It's coming from the writers. So the story with the Kerwin White character is me coming off a plane from Japan and Vince McMahon coming up to me and saying, Hello, Kerwin. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Oh, what does that mean? Well, today you're going to denounce your Mexican heritage and you're going to become a white guy. Cool. So he's like, So cool, you, cool, cool. you've got two things. You can either say no and get fired or you can say, Good, let's embrace the character and do it. And he said, if, it's all, if it was up to any one of us, we'd all be John Cena or Batista and destroying everybody and being champ. But it's not up to us. It's up to Vince McMahon, and there can only be one champ. With everyone else, you have to make lemonade out of lemons. Or or not, as the case may be. Or just right. eat lemons for weeks on end. <laughs> just right. eat them and be like, boy, I'm sure happy to have this job eating lemons. Thanks, Vince McMahon. <laughs> this is great. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, uh, I just love that. I was like, I just got off a plane. Here comes Vince McMahon saying, hello, Kerwin. It's like, wait, what? And you know, you're just like, oh, no. (laughs) Like, what, what is about to, oh, geez. Okay. (laughs) What's what's about to happen to me here? So. That's rough. Yeah. That's the story. That's what I got. So, yeah. There's Not that. with a bang, but with a whimper, much like Kerwin White himself, I guess. Exactly. So that does it for this week's episode. Make sure and tune in next week for a new crazy wrestling topic. Hopefully one that's less offensive. Um, although, who knows, because there's, there's many. There's, there's many. Um, uh, never mind. We'll worry about that some other time. So join us next week for another crazy wrestling topic. And follow us on Twitter at Behind underscore Gorilla. We follow back all wrestling fans follow me on twitter at marky mark brand and i'm at ferris wilson so do that as well and uh yeah any uh any final thoughts harris before uh, we sign just off go listen to alexa bliss by bowling for soup one more time i've had it stuck in my head ever since <laughs> i listened to it again it's great i absolutely it is, love it it is great yeah so go go listen to alexa bliss by bowling for soup all right with that Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week.